Hello and welcome to episode five zero, episode fifty of Prosperity by the Pint. That's my kazoo. Sorry if that was obnoxious. This is a podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success all while having a cold beer. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, and certified investment management analyst, not to mention self-proclaimed millennial money expert. So this week, episode 50, thought I'd talk about financial milestones you should reach by age 50. So the beer of the week is actually a hard cider. It's from Cider Boys. It is their strawberry magic apple strawberry hard cider. And I don't know where they're out of. They don't include much stuff on their bottle here. And somebody got this for me. Ah, here we go. They are from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Cheers. Oh my goodness. That is sweet, but that is basically like a alcoholic watermelon jolly rancher. That is delicious. Wow. Keep that away from the schoolyard. That is not appropriate for children. So some of the milestones you should reach in your financial life by age 50. Let's talk about this. Now, this is going to matter um, and, and the numbers are going to shift a lot and what you based on your income, right? So the median family income in this area is something like forty-five dollars to $50,000. So if you make a hundred grand or 200 grand and you're double, triple, quadruple the median family income, I, I would suspect that some of these numbers should look drastically different for you. But other things are more dramatic, uh, more kind of rule of thumbs um, and, and things you can achieve at any really income level. So uh, the first one is just a matter of personal financial responsibility. Um, and that is having a state plan in place. By the time you're 50 years old, you probably have had friends pass away. You probably maybe even lost a parent, older relatives, certainly grandparents. And so you've seen the impact it can have on family and friends when there's an inheritance or if there's final issue, final bills and issues and things are being sorted out. And so you've probably seen times where family and friends have, have there's been a rift because of a lack of planning and and nobody wants to see that happen to their family. So, and, and it, I'm talking about a very serious topic with a 50 age 50 party hat on that was picked up at party city for like 99 cents, but that doesn't take away from the statements I'm saying, which is it's just personal financial responsibility. Get your estate plan done. Nobody wants their heirs or their beneficiaries to be fighting. And it's, it's not always monetary. You know, it might be, um, dad's hunting rifle. Does it go to you or your brother? Uh, mom's engagement ring. It might be, uh, you know, your parents intended for your little brother to be able to move into their house and you want to sell it. And so it's not the financial aspect of it. It's maybe just how things are disseminated, not to mention powers of attorney, which is just, you know, you're in a car accident and you're in a coma and you're going to recover. It's just like right now you can't make financial decisions for yourself. You should have a power of attorney. Uh, You should have a power of attorney for medical as well that can say, okay, well, there's no recovery here. And, if you don't want to be a vegetable for the rest of your life, you got to give somebody the authority to pull the plug, right? So powers of attorney. So an estate plan uh, encompasses really four categories, power of attorney for financial and medical, a will and a trust. And the will basically says anything I forgot to put into the trust, 
I want it to go into the trust. So those are the main documents by age 50. Come on, man, get it done. Um, debt. So hopefully by age 50, you're pretty good at budgeting and you're starting to work on debt. So the goal would be by age 50 to have paid off all of your quote unquote bad debt. Now, what is bad debt? Bad debt is basically anything other than a primary mortgage. So uh, student loan debt, auto loans. God, I hope you have student loan done by, done by age 50. If you went back to school later in life, I can understand. Good for you. I'm happy for you. But let's work on those student loans, right? But I hope most people have student loans knocked out by age 50. I'm going to go ahead and take off this party hat. Feels a little ridiculous. And take a beer break here. Good gracious, that's good. Strawberry magic. That is magical. So uh, auto loans. <clears throat> Auto loans aren't always a bad debt, especially if you have to use your car to uh, to, to do your job or you have long commutes to work. Um, but what I want to see on auto loans is that where you're putting enough down to where you don't have a negative equity situation when it comes time to replace it. Certainly credit cards, for God's sakes, pay off your damn credit cards. And then uh, second mortgages, uh, things like that, um, home equity lines of credit. We'd like to be able to see all that knocked out by age 50. If you're starting to feel bad because you're not on the track to get that, that's all right. That's a good thing. Sometimes hard truths are the best the best medicine you can get. Now, some experts argue that you should have your, your mortgage done by age 50 as well. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that. So let's assume you bought your starter home at age 25 and you were on a five-year plan and you sold your starter home because you got married and now you're having kids and you need a bigger home uh, and you know you upgrade to your forever home and you're age 30. If you buy a 30-year mortgage, it's you know I don't necessarily expect you to have that paid off in 20 years. Now, fun fact is one extra mortgage payment per year, just one extra mortgage payment per year knocks seven years off the payoff of your of your mortgage. Kind of a kind of a big impact for a small financial commitment there. So paying a little bit extra might help on this, but I don't expect you to have your mortgage paid off by age 50. Now, some people might have bad debt, car debt, and they have their home paid off. So it's about a balance here. Everything's about a you know balance, particularly in personal finance, and there are very, very few absolutes. So when I say things like having a state plan in place, that's as close to an absolute as I can get. But Things like, you know, never buy this kind of insurance. That's an absolute. There's always a there's always a practical application, right? So absolutes in finance are very rarely correct. Um, maxing out retirement investment accounts. This is one that matters dramatically on your income level. So, like I said, median household income in this area is something like forty five to fifty five thousand dollars a year. The max you can put into a four hundred one K is twenty six thousand dollars. So if you're at that median income pay space, that's like half your income. You're not going to be able to do that. That's fine. Let's goal, the goal should be you know maybe 20%, 25%. But if you're at the upper income threshold, if you make $200,000 a year, you should be able to put by age 50, 26K into retirement investment accounts a year. Now, the way that you get to the, the $26,000 maximum amount is in 2020, you're allowed to do 19500 into a 401k, Roth 401k, 403b, those types of accounts, basically employer-sponsored retirement plans. But if you're the age 50 or older, you're allowed to put another $6,500. So the total amount being $26,000 you're allowed to put in. Minimally, your goal by age 50 should be to be saving 20% of your, your, your income. And think about it this way. <clears throat> if you're going to retire in 10, 12 years, 
likely when you retire, you're going to have to live off of maybe 75, 80% of your pre-retirement income. So if you're saving 20%, you're kind of already used to living off of that, you know, 75, 80% amount. So therefore you're in a position where you're even better prepared for retirement. Now, <clears throat> this one is extremely subjective, but people ask me all the time, you know, how are we doing for our age? Uh, we feel like we're, we're behind. We feel like we're ahead. We feel like we're on track. We feel like we're off track. How much money should I have saved? Now that is a, that's a tough question to answer. Now, if you're, uh, if you're an engineer that does some, you know, has their own business and does really high-end consulting for one of the big three auto manufacturers and you make $500,000 a year, if I told you you should have 250000 saved by age 50, that's probably a really low number. But if you make $500,000 a year and you have $2.5 you might be on track, right? If you make fifty grand and you have 250000 saved, you might be on track. So it just depends on how much you make and what your lifestyle is. So this is the rule that I'm going to tell you. And it's a very generic rule, but I think it's a good one. Is at age by age 50, you should have five times your income saved for retirement. So you make 50 grand a year, ideally you have 250,000. Might sound like a lofty number, but it puts you on track to being able to retire roughly 62 to 65. Uh, if you continue to save at 20%, you're going to have a pretty comfortable retirement. Now, if you're in a lower income bracket, uh, odds are Social Security is going to make up a pretty decent amount, pretty decent percentage of your retirement income. So therefore, you don't have to rely as much on yourself. If you're in a high income bracket, if you make a half a million dollars a year, and Social Security is going to provide you $37,000, that gap, the difference between the $37,000 and the half million, that's on you. So you better save more, right? So, you, you know, if you're in the higher income brackets, you might need seven, eight, nine times, nine, ten times the amount that, uh, that that you're currently making saved in retirement. Um, if you're on the lower ends, you might need two, three, four times, right? So th it's really subjective, right? I can't tell you what your exact number is because I don't know you. But what I can tell you is a couple rules of thumbs and things to aim for. Ultimately, hopefully by the age of 50, you have some of these boxes checked off, right? Even if it's starting small, even if it's just saying, you know, I had my credit card paid off and I did that at, you know, 45 and now I'm saving 20%. I still owe on my car, but you know what? You're making progress. The, the point being that you're making progress, you're doing the things that you can control, limiting spending, increasing savings, get your estate plan in place. That one, that's probably the biggest one on this list for me is, oh, so what if you only have four times your income saved? If you got your estate plan in place and you're saving 20%, you're going to get caught up, okay? And you're doing the right things, the things that you can control. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank everybody. This is episode 50. It's been a fun ride. Every time I run into a, a new listener, somebody that that it's telling me they enjoy the episodes, they're listening all the time, it keeps me going. The podcast is a lot of work. It's also a lot of fun. And so keep that feedback coming. Drop us a comment. Send us a message. And don't forget to subscribe. YouTube, iTunes, Facebook, Spotify, wherever you listen, that's where we are. Cheers. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital, which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.